now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pad, and it starts right now. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show, The Melting Pat, the Next Level Network. Hope you're well. Hope you're having a great, wonderful, awesome time doing whatever it is that you do. My name is Pat, as Jerome told you. Uh, If you're new to the show, if you showed up, I don't know what just happened there. I'm sure it's fine. I heard a weird noise. Maybe it was upstairs. Maybe it's in your ears. I don't know. But that's what happens on this show. Sometimes random uh, little jumps and bumps and noises uh, occur, and I call them out, and maybe you hear them, maybe you don't. But hi, how are you? (laughs) Where was I going? Oh, yes. Somebody recommended this to me years ago, that you should always introduce what the show is in case you have new listeners. And uh, I've been forgetting to do that because, I generally, I've been doing this show for a long time, so I just kind of roll in, do my stuff, and roll out, but... uh, Today we're gonna we're gonna try to do this on all the episodes as we go forward. Does that sound like a good idea? All right. So um, unique today. We don't have any sports. That's the that's the thing I usually talk about. Usually baseball. Usually how how poorly the Phillies are playing, and they are not playing well now. So there's your sports note. But we uh, we talk about things that happen to me in real life or at work or in the real world. Uh, we got two of those today, and um, we're going with a throwback here. A story that uh, I wish I, if I can find the original, uh, the original video for this, I'll I'll at least share the audio uh, based on a a loyal listener's complaint about thank you cards. We are going to talk about that today, and uh, we do some other things as well, some newsy bits in music and entertainment and whatnot. Uh, so we will talk about Netflix ending their that's pop culture entertainment, right? Does that count? They are going to end uh, their DVD mailing service. What really started them and and uh, and made them the juggernaut that they are, for better or for worse, they are they're going to end that. So we'll talk about that, and um, we'll throw in a bonus for the patrons. If you want to buy uh, buy more me, that's that sounds really strange, but also that's kind of what you're doing. You are giving me money for me to to give you extra stuff for the show. There's a bonus video up there now that came out this week. And you got a little bonus at the beginning of this show for a few minutes, just me uh, rambling and whatnot. And we'll have a bonus segment somewhere in the middle of the show today for the patrons as well. And we got the music. So there we go. So we have that, uh, all the things. Did we actually tell you what's happening today? We're talking about um, how policy gets ignored at work when you uh, when someone sends an email about it and complains to a boss or a higher up. So we'll talk about that. People are weird. I, had a, I mentioned last week I had a couple of weird interactions with um, with some people on Easter Sunday, and uh, just people are weird anymore, and we're going to talk about that. All right, so there you go. Now we got the menu. The thank you card thing is in there as well. Now we know what's going on. How are you? My back is killing me, everybody. It is killing me. So there you go. You don't need to hear about that. You don't need to know that, right? My back hurts. That's what you need to know. So if I... Sound a little wincy, and I'm moving around a little bit more. Uh, that is why I'm trying to get comfortable. I'm doing my best. Doing my goddamn best. I hope you're doing great. Hope you're having a wonderful time uh, doing whatever it is that you want to do. All right? And we got some music today from our friends, The Wild and Free. We have uh, we missed this one when it came out because why would I have missed it? I don't know. But anyway, 
That happens sometimes. I miss stuff. That's what happens. And I don't think anybody's mad about it. But now that I can work my way down my list of, uh, of bands I want to play here, we can get to the Wild and Free. They released an album in the fall called Every Flower. It's really good. You should check it out. Yeah, available where you get your stuff. That's the record. And my thanks to everybody who voted in the Twitter poll. By unanimous decision, you made the choice. The song Darker Days won over Hey You. And that doesn't mean we're not going to play Hey You at some point from the Wild and Free. It's not what that means. But I just asked, hey, which one should we play? And uh, by unanimous decision, Darker Days got the win. So the Wild Free Band, I think they are on Instagram and Twitter, or Wild and Free Band, something like that. I'll put it in the show notes if I remember. But uh, the Wild and Free, they're our friends from St. Louis. We had them on the show a few years ago, and I think we should have them back. All right, next time. They did say the other day they posted they're going to release new stuff at some point. They're working on some new stuff. So I think at that time... We should have them back on the show because the lineup has changed in uh, in some way, I think. So we should have them back, and that'd be really fun, right? Yes? No? They don't want to do it? They don't actually like me? Okay. Well, uh, that happens sometimes. That'll, that'll happen in life. Uh, and what will happen now is you're going to hear their song. Again, the album is called Every Flower. It is available now. The song is Darker Days. It's our dear friends, The Wild and Free. It's the Melty Pat on the Next Level Network.
So there you have it, our friends, the wild and free. Their latest album, Every Flower, is available now. The latest, or that song, I should say, is called Darker Days. It's the Melting Pat on the next level network. I don't think they're going to be mad if I added some Wawa at the end, right? Is that good? Wawa. I should go to Wawa for dinner tonight. Um, Not that Wawa, the other. What? W-A-H. W-A-H. It's a guitar effect, and it's exactly what it sounds like. So there you go. The Wild and Free. Uh, I think it's Wild Free Band on Instagram or Twitter or something. Um, Yeah, that's probably it, right? The link that I had didn't work anymore, so now i got to think of something else. i got to figure out where I want to send you from the website. So we're going to look at that. All right, anyway, the Wild and Free, our dear friends. Should we have them back on the show? That's the question. Should we have them back on the show when they release new music, whenever that is? that sound good? Should we do that? Should we talk to them about that? If you listen, Rachel, I think Rachel runs the uh, the socials. If you listen to this, you let me know. If you want to come back on, we can have fun. All of you, one of you, none of you, it doesn't matter. Let me know. All right, The Wild and Free, Darker Days. Go check that out. The album, Every Flower. It's really good. Go get it where you get your stuff. All right, on with the things that we have for today. So I don't like to talk about work a lot, on this show, main oh Pat, because your boss listens, yeah, probably, but it's this is <laughs> it's not an issue unique to my direct boss. It's not an issue unique to me as a worker either, right? Uh, it happened at the store a lot. It's when so every job that you have when you deal with the public, there are certain things that you're told to do, you're taught to do, and there are certain guidelines you're taught to follow. And what happens with service jobs is that people get upset. Everyone knows this. Maybe you have been the person to get upset over some kind of policy or procedure because you think that something should have happened differently. Um, But what you have to understand is, first of all, those procedures are not made by the people who have to enforce them on the front lines. They're made by people who make much more money. And it's kind of, for the most part, when you have an issue, it's your fault as the customer. And I've been the, I've been in this space as well, where it's like, oh, you had to do this by this time and you missed it. I'm like, well, I don't like it, but okay. But the idea that in a lot of places, and again, this happened at the store, when somebody had an issue, I'm like, well, you can't use this coupon because it's expired and uh, you ripped it up to throw it at me, so I can't take it anyway. Uh, the issue, the the idea that you can just call corporate or or yell at the manager or yell at a at uh, you know some higher up and say, oh, but I do this and blah, blah, blah. And more often than not, more often than they should, they will cave and say, okay, we'll just do this anyway. When the entire discussion that I've been having with the customer, that I've been having with the person coming in with the issue, the whole discussion was, hey, you missed this deadline. You have to get this in by this time, or you have to you know, use this by this time, or it doesn't work anymore. It's not going to happen. And the idea that the policies that we're all taught, that are all kind of drilled into us from the beginning, from you know, the jump of the employment or or if something new happens, like, hey, now we follow this guideline. And the idea that that can change like that because somebody complains loudly enough is a huge pain in the ass for the worker. I hope that snap comes through, by the way. It's just a huge pain for the workers because I, I just, why have all these policies, why have all these policies in place if at the first sign of, pushback. 
you're going to go, oh, okay, you're going to fold and go, no, we don't have to do that. We can do this. What What's the point of having all these pages and pages of, of the handbook policies and procedures and whatnot? What's the deal? What's the idea of training? What's the big idea of training us all on this stuff, making us read through all these things? Only to say, oh, no, we're going to ignore that because this person called my boss and complained, or this person called this third party who is now calling us to complain and say, hey, what about this? Because the other person invoked some weird unwritten rule that if you talk to these people in this way, that the policy that we've all been taught to uphold now can just crumble because someone complained loudly enough. Squeaky wheel gets the grease and all that. I I just, I don't like it because it makes me as the worker look like a... And it's just like, I've spent minutes, you know, however long, however many minutes describing this to you, why exactly I have to do this and reiterating again, I don't make the rule. I just have to tell you what it is and make sure we all follow it. The fact that that is not the final say on the issue because they can just go above my head and above my boss's head and complain and, you know, whine to the right people and get what they want. Just it undermines me completely and every worker completely because we're then told to just give in. Like, okay, we'll just give them what they're what they're asking for. Okay, but what about this? What about this? Why are we ignoring this policy over here that you have, you know, instilled into us from the beginning? And now all of a sudden, oh no, well, if they do this, then we have to go and give them what they want. Okay, so if they whine loudly enough, we can just give them what they want. Can that work for raises? Can we go and just complain to the right people and just keep whining and whining over and over again until they give us what we want? Does that work that way? No, because they're just going to not do it. But for whatever reason, down at the bottom, we sit there and have to take all the uh, all the nonsense. And then you go, oh, no, we're just going to give it to them because uh, that's what we're going to do. All right, then. It's almost like, why am I here doing this? Like, why not why am I here doing this? But like, why am I even told to enforce these policies? Like, why am I saying, okay, you can't have this because you didn't do this? If they can just turn around the next day or or the next moment and say, oh, what about this? And blah, 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 and then get whatever they want. So what's the point? Why can't we just, why don't we just give everything to everybody? Why not? This is, it's, I, I'm not going to take the turn that some people think I'm going to take here, but it's because <laughs> that's a different discussion altogether and not something we have time to do today. But I'm just, it just bothers me. I'm bothered that I can go through all these things, take all these steps and do all the right things according to my employer. And at the end of the, uh, at the end of the discussion, I'm still made to look like a jerk because they complained loudly enough to the right person and then just they can get what they were asking for and complaining for anyway. It just bothers me. All right. Anyway. Oh, man. We going back to back kind of pat peeves? A little bit, aren't we? Yeah, because then the next thing is related to a little Patreon bonus, which is going to be only for the people who pay me money. There you go. Little tease. We'll get to that in a second. But I, I thought about this a little while ago about thank you notes. And probably because we were writing them out for something, the kid's birthday last year, whenever. Um, and I remembered years ago, loyal listener, Jen, and by years ago, I mean like 2010 or 2011 or something like that. We were talking about thank you notes and how sometimes with your family, certain relatives can get really upset when you like based on when you send a thank you note or if you send a thank you note or you know you didn't uh you didn't praise me enough in this thank you note or whatever 
And it's an outdated kind of thing. Like if I send you a gift for your kid or for yourself or whatever, if I do something and kind of old fashioned etiquette rules say, send a thank you note, I'm going to put this out there now and say, you don't have to do that. Send me a text because what am I supposed to do? Like, then it's like, oh, I got this nice card. I have to keep it for a certain amount of time in case you come over and want to see it because that's a kind of a thing too for a lot of people, right? So maybe it's not, but well, my dad does. Um, and so that's a thing. That's like a weird social obligation that I now have to uphold. And I, it's just, all right, we don't need to do that. Um, so yeah, send me a text. I don't, you don't, don't waste a card. Don't waste an envelope and a stamp. Don't waste time writing on a card for me. Just send me a text. Or if you see me, say, hey, thanks for the thing that you got me. I appreciate it. Send me a message some other way where you don't have to waste any paper or time, you know, writing things out and going to the mailbox. And it's just weird that, like, there are so many people in my life who will for sure be miffed if I don't send a thank you card. Or if I don't, not even that, like, if I don't send one in a timely manner, if I don't send one, like, two days later. I don't know what the uh, general rule is with thank you notes, but we recorded a video of Jenna. And if I can find it, I think it's on an old hard drive, which I just found. So if I can find it, I'm going to put it right here because I want you to hear it because I don't remember all of it, but I remember Jen kind of going off on the concept of like, you have to send a thank you card, you know, the next day when you get a thing. So they get it right away and they're like, oh yes, thank you. And then if you don't send one, the whole idea that someone's going to be mad at you because you didn't send a thank you card. Like, acknowledge them, sure. Acknowledge me. And, you know, you could do that another way. This idea, this antiquated idea that we have to send a little note in the mail, not that getting mail's not nice, but the idea that you're going to be mad at someone and hold a grudge, hold a weird grudge over a family member, a niece or a nephew or a cousin or whoever, that you're going to hold this weird thing over their head like, oh, well, I gave them a a toaster for their wedding, and I didn't get a thank you note until uh, eight weeks later. Well, buddy, I was busy. All right? Things happen. Life happens. Life gets in the way. So I think, you know, maybe people don't even do this anymore, but maybe, you know, this is going back, again, a number of years, but I feel like there are still some people out there who get mad. Tell you what, if you get mad, or, or let's open this up to both sides here. If you have a relative who has gotten upset with you, over a thank you card, whether you didn't send one at all, or you sent one and it was late, or you didn't put the right information in there, whatever, um, let me know. And if you are a, a, the type of person who gets mad about not getting a thank you card when you send a gift for whatever. So if you're, a, if you're kind of an old school etiquette person uh, and you get upset and like hold a weird grudge over your family members because they did not send you a thank you card or did not... Uh, send you a proper thank you card or whatever that means. Let me know. I want to know both sides of this. Does this still happen in 2023? And if it does, what the hell's wrong with all of you? <laughs> no, I. If you if you have had someone get mad at you, I want to talk about it. I want you to share your story. And if you get mad if someone doesn't send a thank you card, and you have more of an answer than oh, it's just how things are supposed to be done. Like if you have a, a legitimate, thought out answer to why you get mad at someone who doesn't send you a thank you card in a, in an expeditious manner. Is that as expeditious? Is that the right way to say that? Um, if you don't get the card expeditiously, I know that's correct. Uh, let me know. 
I want to know both sides of this issue. I would like to, uh, to get some more information on. Okay. All right. Great. There we go. Again, I really hope I can find, I'm not going to share the video. I don't think she'll want me to share the video. Jen will, but, uh, if I find the audio, Jen has given me permission to maybe share it again. And if she doesn't, then you'll hear a sound effect there and you'll just have to go by what I said. Um, that she was, and it's not like we don't, not like no one appreciates getting a thank you card. That's not the issue for like the receiver of the card. It's like, oh, it's great. But you also don't need to take the time out of your day and the stamp out of your collection to send something to me in that way. That's me. That's my sentiment there. And uh, I really hope I find it. If not, then well, there you go. Thank you cards. Uh, an outdated concept that uh, I saw it recently too about, Oh, maybe I talked about this already, but sending a thank you note to a job interviewer. That was a thing that came up. It's like, oh, you should always do this. I'm like, well, sure. But does anyone care? Like, like if is, okay, here's my question then. Here's a kind of an offshoot question. If you're an employee, if you're a hiring person, say you're an HR, you're a hiring person, you, you interview people, does, and maybe I talked about this a few weeks ago. Sorry for repeating myself, but if you did not get a thank you card from someone you interviewed, does that affect your decision whether or not to, like, does that make or break hiring them just because they didn't send you a thank you card? Let me know. Cause I think that's a different level of kind of being a petty little, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I like, I just feel like that's, uh, that's another level to this that, uh, that I, we didn't really touch on. Cause I think we've already talked about it. But hell, if I remember what I've said on this show. Um, anyway, there you go. Thank you notes. They're nice. They for sure are. But I don't think they're required to keep you in anyone's good graces. Let's put it that way. People are weird. It, it just, even still, even still to this day. Speaking of people being weird, I mentioned last week, Easter Sunday. So we're outside with the kid. And um, it's, it was a really nice day. And we got outside with the boy. So he's got his slide out there. He's got his little house. He's got other things that he grabbed, little cars and stuff. Just having a good time outside with the boy. And, uh, you know, it's spring. The weather's nice. That means the people are coming. If you don't live in uh, in a place where this happens, I'll break it down for you. What, uh, what goes down is that nobody really has big lawns, but there's grass in front of all these houses. They're not, it's not big spaces, but everybody has grass and... There are people who come around with their weed whackers and lawnmowers and whatnot, and they just knock on the door and say, hey, can I cut your grass for you? 10 bucks, 15 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever. And you say, oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, sure. Great. Or no, I'll take care of it later. So a couple years ago, when we moved into this place in 2019, and we had a couple people come by for a couple weeks in a row, a couple months in a row, I guess, and do it for like 10 bucks. I'm like, great. And then those people disappeared. So I had to do it myself, which sucks. As you know, my least favorite chore. So there's this other guy that comes by who charges more money than everyone else and also does a bad job. Like I had him do ours once because I was desperate and didn't feel like doing it. And so I paid more than I should have for the little space we have. And he didn't do a great job. He didn't clean up after himself. All the stuff, like all the grass clippings and whatnot were just strewn about everywhere. It looked terrible. So I'm like, oh, nope. Then the next time he came by, like a couple weeks later, I'm like, no, I'll take care of it. And so he doesn't knock anymore at our door because I said no one time. And he's also raised his prices this year. So I'm not going to be like, yeah, I'll pay you more money to do a, still do a bad job. And the weird thing, though, so he came around on Easter 
and he's knocking on everybody's door and we're outside with the kid. So like we're there, like ready to, you know, we can move stuff if he wants to come and make some money and cut the grass. But he went to our neighbor, banged on the door. They didn't answer. Or maybe they, maybe they did answer and they said, come back later. Went around our fence to our other neighbor, <laughs> knocked on the door. They weren't home. And then just went on to the next house on the block. Didn't even, like, I guess he acknowledged that we were outside, but made no motion to be like, hey, I'll cut your grass. Like, hey, need your grass cut. Like, made no, just because I, just because I years ago said, no, we're good. I'll take care of it. Because he did a bad job. I didn't say all that to him. Maybe I should have. Be like, no, you did a poor job. So I'm going to do it myself. And I don't know. It was just really like kind of a weird non-interaction. Like when you're around people, you kind of should acknowledge that the people are there, you know, and maybe, hey, you want me to cut your grass for you? I'm, I'm here to cut some grass. You want me to do yours? Nope. Just kept right on going, right on going to the next thing. And uh, then he got into a little bit of a spat with people across the street because I think the guy's, I think the guy's wife was like, yeah, sure, do that. And then the guy came out because maybe she's like, oh yeah, he's going to cut the grass. He's going to, you know, paid him whatever. And Jill and I were sitting there like, oh, now the now her husband came out like, wait, you're going to pay him how much? <laughs> Maybe that's not what happened, but that's what it sounded like to us. So that was the first thing. And then during that time, the groceries came, got a grocery delivery, and we order right from the store. And so they're delivered usually by a DoorDash driver or whoever. And so this guy pulls up and I could tell it was him because he was looking at addresses and he pulled into the curb. He pulled in too close. He scraped along at the curb. I'm like, oh, geez. Oh, boy. And I made a joke like, oh, man, cut a little close there, huh? And he just stared at me. So I'm like, okay, you know, he's embarrassed or maybe English isn't his first language. So sure. And when I do these grocery orders, so the first couple times I did it, they weren't allowed to take tips. And I'm like, that seems mean. But now they do. So I tip right in the app. So it goes right to them. Uh, I don't have to carry cash. We don't have to worry about an awkward handoff afterward. So again, we're all outside. And so I'm bringing in groceries. We're bringing in stuff in into the house and we're all out. Jill and the kid are out front and I'm bringing stuff inside. And so all the stuff's out of the car. He makes a little note in his phone, like boop, delivery done. And then he stands there. So he's in the yard. Like we have a fence. We, it's fenced in in the front. And so he's standing there. He's in the yard and he's just standing there on the walkway. And he goes, tip? And I'm like, yeah, dude, it's in there. Should all be on the thing. I, I put it in the app. We don't have to worry about it. And he like waited for us for a beat and was like, oh yeah. Okay. All right. All right, man. Thanks. And I'm like, bro, this was for sure. Not your first delivery with it. Like not your first time making a delivery with this service. Unless it was, maybe it was, maybe it was, but I feel like he's made more deliveries than that one. And so I'm like, okay, well, that was just a weird thing. Like, why would you do? Okay. DoorDash people. Let me know. I think I got a couple on here who, uh, who do the DoorDash thing. When you deliver a thing, whether it's groceries or takeout or whatever, convenience store stuff, whatever it is, do you expect to be tipped in cash or can you see, okay. Can you see when you get the order? Like when you look at the, what the order is, can you see that you've been tipped already if they did it in the app? Maybe that's what I should be asking. Or I think there is, like on Grubhub, there's an option to tip with cash, but I don't know that there is on the store app website thing. I don't remember. Because I, I just put it right at the end, boop, tip, whatever the, you know, whatever 20% plus a little more is. And then, you know, I'm just, I'm done with it. 
So I guess I guess my question for the DoorDash people, can you see that that I've tipped you already? Or does it say does it say anything at all? I don't know. Let me know. Cause I just felt like that was really weird for him to stand there awkwardly for a few seconds and like wait for a cash tip when I've already done that. I don't know. And maybe I, you know, maybe I should be tipping cash so the the company doesn't get more of his money. I don't know. But I don't care. I usually don't carry that much cash anyway. So it's easier on everybody. I thought uh, this is the only time it's ever happened. And I've been ordering, ordering groceries this way for like four or five years. And so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that was the first time somebody tipped him in the app. Maybe that was the first grocery delivery trip. I, I have no idea. It was just really weird that like right in a row, those two interactions that made me realize I think we a lot of us have forgotten how to interact with people in real life. I think, you know, quarantines and lockdowns and all this stuff uh, have affected us in a way that we've not been able to process because things are still going on that are not great. Let's leave it there. But I think, and maybe these people are just weird anyway, but I just think it, it feels like we've forgotten a basic level of, of human interaction and we've forgotten basic cues and basic things that uh, that we need to do to be able to have decent, good, co- not decent, but like to be able to to get out of these interactions a little more smoothly. I think we've missed out on a couple things. We've missed a couple steps here and uh, it was really weird. So there you go. Speaking of weird people, speaking of things that people do in public, weird things, strange stuff, man. And well, man, ladies and them to win patrons in just a second are going to get a bonus. So the regular people, you're going to hear a sound effect, a coin or the pooper or something like that. I, I should play Tim's ad just to be a no, I'm not going to do that. But um, patrons are going to get a bonus right now. Everybody else, you'll hear a sound, and then we'll come back to uh, the other thing. So there you go. We're back. Patrons got a bonus. Uh, so sign up for that, patreon.com slash pack to hear a little bonus segment there and uh, an uncut as well. Because if I made that part of the regular show, there'd be a lot of coins. So hear it uncut. Hear it a couple days early. And uh, hear something you can only hear on the Patreon. So there you go. See a little tease. Does that work? Is that better than doing them at the beginning? Is that does that work for us? All right. Well, you know what? I'll know if somebody subscribes to the Patreon to hear what that was. So there we go. All right. One more thing for today, and then we're gonna go. Uh, I saw this the other day. Netflix is ending their DVD mailing effective September 29th. They are mailing their last DVD on that date. Uh, end of an era. This is what made Netflix the thing for a long time in entertainment. Like this is, you know, Blockbuster didn't pivot to streaming or home delivery, or maybe we weren't really ready for streaming at that time. But this is what kind of killed Blockbuster, which is, you know, we talked about it last week or two weeks ago about Blockbuster maybe coming back, but we'll see. But anyway, uh, Netflix, no more DVDs, effective September 29th. And I haven't gotten a DVD in years, I will say. So this doesn't directly affect me. Uh, and I can't really watch DVDs anyway because of the kiddo, because uh, that the TV uh, TV stand with all the stuff there, all the media devices is blocked off because of the kiddo. But for people who relied on this for their movies, because here's what happens: two things about this that is that are bad. Number one, the library, the selection is better, is more vast in, from the DVD library than from the streaming library. So that's first thing. Second thing. If you're if you live in a rural area or you live in a place where the internet sucks and you can't stream or you can only stream certain things or you know 
it's just not the best quality, like the DVD is the better option, then you're kind of screwed here too. Because like, I get it. The DVD thing wasn't making a lot of money because a lot of people pivoted to streaming and that's fine. Like I, as from a business perspective, I get it from their end. It makes sense. But for everybody saying, oh, I never did this anyway. There are still a lot of people who get DVDs for whatever reason, not that you need to know, but maybe their internet is not great. And they they don't have they have a better time doing the DVDs than the streaming. Or maybe they want a movie that's only available in the DVD section and not on streaming. Right? Maybe they just want to do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm sure a lot of people are affected and a lot of people only did DVDs because for whatever they don't have a, a PS whatever or an Xbox or a Roku or a smart TV to stream. I imagine there are still some people out there who resisted and only use physical media, right? Let me know. If you, I don't know if I know anybody. If I do, though, if you're a person who only does physical media and doesn't really stream anything, let me know. I want to know that you're out there. Um, so that's a thing. That could be a thing, right? And, you know, or you just, it's just something you prefer. Like if you'd rather just do the DVDs, not out of necessity, but out of, uh, out of want, if you will, then this kind of sucks for you also. Like I, again, I, from a business perspective, the DVD things, they were apparently were, they weren't making, they're making less money as time goes on. So they decided, Hey, we're going to, we're not going to spend all this money on this uh, service. That's not making us, we're not getting the good returns as they say. And again, it makes sense, but I feel like a lot of people are brushing this off as, Oh, well, everybody can just stream anyway. And I don't think that's, uh, I don't like that take. Not a fan of that. So I got a couple of questions. I should have the Netflix people on because I want to know, uh, what if you still have a DVD? Like if you have, so, so they're sending out their last DVD on September 29th. Okay. So then you have to send it back at some point. I know back in the day, if you kept the DVD for so, like you, you had it for a certain amount of time, a week or two or whatever, and then you had to start paying for it, like a library book. Um, you had to start paying for it. Or I think at a certain point, you could just buy it from them, right? Is that Was that a thing that actually happened? Or was that just the, someone said that because they paid a bunch of late fees? And did Netflix eventually say you can keep it because you know, you've paid us for it or whatever? Is that a real thing? So then if that's still in effect, are you just going to be able to keep? So if you, okay, here's my question. Let's piggyback off that a little bit. If on September 28th or 29th, let's say like 25th, you buy a, you, you buy, you, uh, get a bunch of DVDs mailed to you, a bunch of movies. So what happens when you have to return them? Like, where are they going to go? What's going to happen? Do you have to return them at all? Cause they're shutting down that plan, right? I imagine. So you won't have the option to pay for that plan. So are they still going to do the whole late fees thing? Cause like they clearly aren't going to use them anymore. So why would they, well, I know why they would charge you late fees to make more money, but I wonder if like at the end of September, you could get a bunch of DVDs on your plan and just hang on to them. Because what are they going to do? What's the worst that they could do? They're not going to come to your house because they're not going to use the DVDs anymore. They're going to get rid of them. I want to know what's going to happen though. Because like you send it back and the idea is you send it back and then they can send it to someone else, right? But now they're not going to go to someone else. They're just going to go sit in a warehouse somewhere or, you know, some wherever they're going to, somebody's office or something, probably a warehouse. I do wonder what are they going to do with the with the stock? Are they going to trash them? Are they going to sell them? Like, are, are there, is there going to be an option for Netflix subscribers or everyone to buy them 
to buy DVDs or Blu-rays? Uh, are they going to donate them to not? They're not going to donate them. They're going to sell them probably. If if the option is between sell or donate, they're going to sell because money, right? So I, what I think they should do is if they don't want to let the people buy them, like random people like me, if you if they don't want to make that available, like make that option available, that's their that's their thing, whatever. Uh, what I think they should do is donate them to schools and libraries and li- library ah, libraries and community centers because those places will still use them and i just like my whole thing here is like it sucks that people who rely on this and people who who have used this part of the service the whole time are now losing it just because and i would think that the better option for everybody is let people use these dvds and blu-rays use the discs before they end up in the ocean right cuz you throw it away when you're done with it it doesn't work anymore whatever and it winds up in the ocean. That's what happens, right? And so I would think, and again, I'm not a corporate fat cat, so maybe they don't think about this or they do and dismiss it, but I would think that people would want to get some use out of them before they end up in the ocean. Like they would want to use these discs. That's why I recommend, I think you got three options, two options here. You sell them to the people, let people buy them at maybe a, hopefully a reduced price. Or because here's my other thing. I'm going to guess they don't have like the the hard jewel cases for all these movies cuz it would just take up a lot of space cuz you get them in a little envelope right so I imagine that's the that would still be the delivery method and so if you buy a DVD from Netflix say this happens and they you get to buy them in October or whatever and they're going to send a little red they're going to send those little red envelopes with all your movies I think that would be pretty cool um, cause it's less space, it's less packaging, it's cheaper to ship that way and easier for everyone else to store, I would think. So there you're, there's option one, sell them to the people. And the other option, well, two of three, the, the third option is throw them in the, throw them away and they wind up in the ocean, but which is probably what's going to happen. But the other option, the better option is donate them to schools and libraries and community centers, places where, you know, maybe they don't have the money to keep up the subscription or to, you know, buy all these movies for the kids and whatnot, you know, for rainy days and all that. So why not sell them to, you know, sell them to, to community centers and schools and stuff or little mom and pop shops if they still exist, which I think we talked about a few weeks ago. Some of them do sell them there, donate them there. I think for all the backlash Netflix has gotten over the last few months, with the things they're doing and shows canceling and price raising and all that, I think the good PR move is whatever you don't sell, like have a, have a period of we're going to sell you, like we're going to make all these things available to you at a reduced price, right? So anybody, whether you have Netflix or you don't, they probably leave it open to members. So whether if you, know, you have Netflix, you can buy these DVDs, like buy all these to until a certain day. And then after that, we donate them to libraries and schools all around the world and community centers and all that places where kids hang out. They want to watch movies or something, right? Or, you know, sell them to a mom and pop shop, something like that. But the better PR move, sell that, let people buy them. And then whatever you have left, because you're going to have some left, donate those to other places because then it's like, oh, well, they shut down the thing, but also, but at least they made all these things available to people who wanted them and who can use them instead of just throwing them in the ocean. So there you go. That's my that's my take on the Netflix thing. I I could get into the whole wow, Netflix is terrible now, but 
I'm not going to do that because I still watch things on Netflix and I still enjoy them. I just think, uh, again, I understand the money part of it. I understand the DVD business has not made as much money as it has in the past. And they decided we're going to put that money elsewhere, whether that's more shows or more money for the CEOs. I don't know, but it's probably the latter. But I just think the, the better play here is first make them available. That's what we'll do. We'll, we'll use this. We'll send this to Netflix, make them available for purchase for, I don't know, till the end of, okay. So you're mailing your last DVD, September 29th. So then what you do is you make all of the DVDs that you still have available for purchase until the end of the year. And then whatever you have left on January 1st, you donate to schools and libraries and community centers and what have you, places like that, who are going to use them. Because what I don't want to see is they're just going to a landfill somewhere. Because at least, like, again, they're going to end up there at some point anyway when they're broken and don't work and people get rid of them. I understand that. But at least let people get some use out of them until they don't work anymore. And then, you know, they're going to end up in the ocean. That's me. All right. So there you go. Netflix. Do the right thing. They're not going to do the right thing. They will not. Absolutely not. But there you go. We're going to do the right thing and get on to the end of the show here. We're good. We're good. We made it. We did the thing. People are weird. A couple of bonuses. Netflix. Thank you notes. Ignoring things at work. And uh, and a song. Our, a new-ish, new-to-us song from our friends. We did all the things. All right. We're good. We are good. I got a cough. I'm going to cut out the sound, but man, that like... It was ready to come out, and then it stopped halfway through. It hurt a lot, right in the Adam's apple. Oh, my gosh. All right. This is a good thing I'm not doing video this week. Uh, there you go. We're good. We're good. The Wild and Free Band. I think that's on Instagram or Twitter. Wild Free Band, one of those. Um, try them both and see what happens. They're from St. Louis. That'll be in their bio. Should I look this up right now? All right. Instagram. Let's go to Instagram. Let's go Wild. And, no, let's just search here. We're not going to. I was going to type it into the thing. And then I didn't do that. So we're going to search. Did we already search? Okay. So Instagram is the wild and free band. There we go. That's Instagram. And Twitter is, I don't know what their Facebook is. I'm not going to look that up because that link is not, um, it's not there. All right. Wild and free band. Their, their Twitter is not showing up. All right. Anyway, Instagram is the wild free. You got, you know the drill. All right. We're good. <laughs> We did it. We did it. <laughs> Why could I not have done that before I, I recorded? Why could I not have written that down? I don't know. But the record is <laughs> Every Flower, the song Darker Days. Go get it where you get your stuff. And uh, if they listen, come back on the show anytime and I'll figure out where to direct people to find you. Are they on TikTok? I don't know. I'm not on there. But go ahead. Try it out. All right. We're good. We're good. I'm going to go. I'm done. We made it. Thank you for being here. <laughs> have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful weekend. Have a great week. Talk to you next time. All right, we're going to go. I love you. Thank you very much. G-Love and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. That's all. The Next Level Network. That's where we, I almost said, see, I was talking about the website earlier. It, it's not there. TheMeltingPath.com for all of my stuff. There is a network tab on there where you can check out all of our shows. That, as far as I know, is the only place where they're all together. I'll have to ask Ben. He's going to hear this in like a week and go, Pat, what the hell? You should know this. Uh, but I don't. Sorry, boss. All right. I just swallowed some dust. Well, I think we're good. All right. We're going to go. <laughs> we're going to go. TheMeltingPat.com. There we go. And uh, if you want some bonuses, 
Patreon.com slash the Melting Pat. You got two little things today, one at the beginning, one in the middle of the show, and uh, it's great fun. There's a video up there, too, from this week, so check that out as well, all right? All right. We're good. We are good. Thank you for being here. Till next time, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. We're good, right? Yes. We're great. This has been an 8-Boiler production. Did I say that already? I'm sure it's fine. You've been inside the Belt of Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. Yo. Could I get a cold beverage? I need some leverage. A sweaty ass as a lemonade would be nice. Stop a spice from the job to a VK. Got a bar crop of drinks, but cross. Got the bait on the front board. See, I got some ice tea. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is steaming, don't give me no bugs. Glass some ice and a dash of a mess. It's not teeny time. Yeah, yeah, feeling cold. And bring your own beverage. It's me, so it's cold. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. From the fountain, real good sounding Chocolate egg cream, you're on to the cherry fountain Caught a chill bar, on to send my ride Wobbles to the right, they got beverages Inside of me, a hot coffee, then fill it up with ice Watermelon, it's like a drink, please fix me a large slice Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old Yeah, I have a beverage, it's sweet, so it's cold Cold, 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 cold He's something from the bar Yeah, I like cold beverage, yeah I like cold beverage, yeah I'm feeling kind of party. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Go, girl, work the cold one. Go, girl, work the cold one. What? Go, girl, work the cold one. Go, girl, work the cold one. Yo, where I'm fishing? Keep one thing clear, the bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six packs in a big bag of ice, didn't even get a bite, but the brew tastes nice, back to the ball. So every jack of reason I collide, need a whole lot of them full drinks, they got me a buzz, I must tell you I'm the Kool-Aid kid. Will you serve my drink, please stick it in the fridge, cause I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. Uh-huh, I'm kinda thirsty, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah.